Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm Erica. We are the Sugarcraft Junkies and this is our podcast. It's for professionals, home bakers and everyone in between. Each month we'll bring you the latest news, trends, ones to watch and so much more. So stay tuned. Good afternoon, Erica. <laughs> so that sneaky look out of the window, like, oh God, it's not morning. What is it? <laughs> it's usually morning when we record. We don't usually do afternoon. So this has thrown me completely. Yeah, this is very unusual. Very unusual. Yeah. Good yeah. afternoon, How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yes, I'm fine, thank you. Although a bit soggy now. I've just run in and got the washing off the line. <laughs> Lovely. Damp. Glad it just downpoured. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, at least you noticed it in time. We didn't have to t- bring in a soaking wet load. Uh, hmm. Maybe. Uh, okay. <laughs> Some of it might not be soaking wet. Yeah, it might, might not be as dry as I want it to be, but there you go. It'll be fine. Oh. It'll be fine. Yeah, so what you been? What you been up to then? It seems it's not that long since I've seen you, actually. No, it's not, actually, is it? Shall we start no. with that? Go on, then. We met up uh, last week, was it? Yes, it was. it was last week. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we met up with the business of cake making, Sammy and Bronya. Very nice. Um, it was too. We met up in London and had a nice little pub lunch. Yes. And had a chat about podcasting and all sorts of things. <laughs> it was very nice. It was and, very um, nice. Yes. Yeah. You bought <laughs> your dog. He was very well behaved. Very well behaved. I did, yes. Yeah, so I was slightly paranoid, depending on how long we were going to be, um, to leave him home alone. So uh, when you said, oh, Brewdog is pet friendly. <laughs> oh, okay then. And he's not been on a train before. So Aww. this was his first his first ever train trip. And yeah. he was well excited. <laughs> um, both he and him I, I don't know what time you got back because I know I left before you because I didn't want mm. to take him on the train in the rush hour yeah, uh, yeah. but by the time I got back uh, both he and I had a sofa each and we were sparko by 7.30 oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I left maybe an hour and a half after you okay so we did like a little wander around London so we walked over Waterloo Bridge went to um Temple walked around Temple had a look around there it's very lovely around there yeah um and then walked on to like down the strand class the court of justice around that way to Covent Garden and then found found a little side street that Sammy wanted to go down and I can't for the life of me remember what it was called but she'd seen it online and it's apparently um Part of the inspiration for Diagon Alley in Harry Potter. Oh, one okay. The, one yeah. of the many streets that have inspired that. So yeah. that was um, that was from there. It was very cute, actually. I've been down that way loads. Never been down the little said road. Oh, I think I can just about make it out. Like really yeah. old houses um, with nice. like curved, not quite bay windows, just curved windows because yeah. they were so old. And the other oh. side was all sort of newer. But it had yeah. a little notice up there saying, no more than two tour groups at any one time, no standing in. Oh, really? <laughs> so they obviously oh. go down it quite a bit. And what's that off of Covent Garden? It was, yeah, not far from like the Tesco Express, sort of down that way. Okay. 
Covent Garden. Oh. Or just off the side of Covent Garden, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so we had a little wander around there. And then I went off and um, Sammy had another couple of hours to kill to her train. So oh, she yes. stayed on a little bit longer. I'm not sure where uh-huh. she went after that. What about Bronya? Uh, Bronya left us after we had a wander around Temple. We were there quite a while, actually. We did really yeah. explore quite a bit. We couldn't go inside the building, unfortunately, because it was shut, sort of in between oh, exhibitions. But yeah. It oh. Nice. oh, it was really nice. It was really nice to see them because I think the only times we've seen them is Cape Professionals conferences and mm. it's really hard to sit down and actually talk. Yes, that's the thing. Like we've seen each yeah. other quite a few times, but it's always been at an event where there's something else to do and somewhere else to go and you just don't really get the chance to talk properly, yes. do you? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think think we might have something exciting <laughs> Next month. <laughs> Plans are afoot. <laughs> but purely because we started podcasting three years ago this month. Yeah. Last month. Yeah. Three was years it, ago. Oh, it was on, March. Yeah. March the 4th was the anniversary of our first episode. Yeah. And theirs is a month later, isn't it? Mm. Than ours. Yeah. So we pretty much must have been planning around the same time. I think uh, so. so we thought maybe, maybe we should do something. Yeah. <laughs> Watch do something this space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> Look forward um, to that. I've done some, yeah, definitely. I've done a few little half-term activities. So I took one of my nieces to go ape. That was fun. Oh, did gosh. The, um, did you participate? At a seat. I did, because you can't Excellent. take a child out there by themselves. She's only seven. Oh, okay. And because it was the kids' one, like the little metal trolley things were all like face height because I'm so short I'd imagine for most people they're probably at their shoulders and they can lean away from them but for me it was like right in my face the whole time which was interesting for trying to balance and stuff when you're like like smack myself in the face with this metal trolley um but it was fun and went to oh went for afternoon tea with the older one to the Ivy Asia because she's seen it on um online and all sorts of things and I wanted to go. I was like, actually, that's somewhere I kind of fancy going as well. And we found the afternoon tea, which was not too expensive. It was 20, I think, before like service charges, I think it's about £28 per person. Okay. Which is not horrendous. And I think, actually, if you're going to take a kid out, by the time yeah. you've gone and done an activity and fed them anyway, you're going to have spent yeah. around that yeah. money anyway. So, yeah, we did that. It was really nice. We had so much food. We couldn't eat it all. Bit you're, too a great, much you're a great auntie, aren't many you? donuts. <laughs> you are I mean, a great I just, auntie. I only really do stuff that I want to do as well. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I bet they enjoy every minute of it. They did. It was fun. It was really fun. And it was a really nice place to go, actually. I would recommend it for a special occasion. Um, yeah, we got a lot, lot of food. Hmm. Somehow, even though there was only two of us, we ended up with nine donuts. And that was not all of the pudding. There was more pudding than that. I was like, there were mini donuts, nine? but not that mini. Not that oh, mini. Wow. But not full size. Not like bite size. They were kind of five bite, five bite, just a bit smaller than a little, a normal wow. size donut. Oh nine. My yeah. We're like, nine. oh my God, can't, can't possibly eat that many. <laughs> so we had a little takeaway box of bits to take home, which you took home. Oh, okay. Yeah. But for a special occasion, I think it was uh, really very nice. You'd recommend um, it? Yeah. I don't think I'm going to show you any pictures because they've all got her in it, but I'll send you some. Um, <laughs> what else have I done? Oh, I went to the Dali Interactive Exhibition. Oh, how was that? That was good. Yeah, it was nice. 
we kind of had an evening slot. So when we'd booked it, I went with my friend who's a teacher, so we can only really do stuff in half term. And because it was half term, it was pretty packed and we didn't book it till the last minute. And there was like, I think it was the eight o'clock slot and it closed at half past nine, which was fine because you sort of moved through at a certain speed anyway. But it meant that you kind of had to like move on pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, it had a bit about his life. I didn't really realise, like we did about Dali at school. I didn't really realise that he was alive in my lifetime and died really recently. Yeah, I I kind of thought... You assume, don't you? I assumed that he died like at the turn of the century but not at all there's like videos of him walking around Paris there's pictures of him with like various rock stars from like sort of 70s and 80s and 90s and yeah yeah very like oh okay I mean like yeah he didn't I don't think he died till quite late so that was a bit like oh um where yeah um, Brick Lane near the Truman Brewery, not far, but not at the Truman mm-hmm. Brewery. Sort of down that way. Yeah, it was really good. And then we had, so we had that bit, and then we had um, like a room that you went into, and they had all projections on it. That was quite nice. So you yeah. kind of sat down and watched it. It was just kind of on loop, and you're like, oh, I think this is where we started. Let's move on. And then yeah. the last bit was like a little VR session. So you put on the little headset, and yeah. it was like you were on a ship in a little Dali world, and all these bits going on around you. And that was quite cool because you could walk around. So you were in a room that basically oh, wow. in real life had nothing in it. Yeah. And then as you were walking around, obviously, like things were happening around you, but you could interact with the environment. So it was on a ship and it had like, they're not portholes, but the steam things, the steam vents, yeah. are they? Where they kind of come up, you could put your head in them and have a look. And there was this sort of giant egg in the center that kind of bits of the shell appeared and disappeared. A bit like, you know, the one with the hand that he's done. Yes. I guess yes. that was what it was from. Um, and you could sort it. of, bits of the shell kind of appeared and disappeared and you could walk up to it and walk around it and then you could put your head in it and as soon as you put your head in it, you were in like outer space and you weren't on the oh, ship wow. anymore. So come back out again and yeah. Oh, that so sounds quite the, cool. Uh, yeah, it was quite fun. Yeah, something a bit different. Quite enjoyed it. Yeah. I think I would have liked a little bit longer so I wouldn't necessarily recommend going to one of the last slots because you are sort of, mindful yeah, that as you go in they're like right this bit closes in half an hour the next bit closes an hour and the next bit closes in an hour and a half so you have to be done by okay that time so you are kind of a bit oh let's, let's move on let's just move on let's just move on but yeah oh it sounds fun though mm. yeah mm. Well, is it up there for a long time oh. do you know um i feel like it probably will be i think the okay. um what's the other one that they've got up there they've got dali and they've got Van Gogh, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. I'll have to have a look because it sounds like something that my daughter might be interested in. Yeah, they've both been up there a few months. I mean, it wasn't cheap. It was about 25 quid. Okay. I, got a, I get a discount. But... <laughs> 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 so I, I didn't pay 25 pounds, but, uh, but you would potentially have to pay. She might she might get a student rate, but yeah, it's not a okay. cheap thing. Hmm. Hmm? Okay. Yeah. What have you done? What have I done? Hmm. Hmm. So, oh, I had a very exciting trip back up to uh, Moorfields, my yearly trip to have my eyes tested for oh, my yeah. keratoconus. Mm. Um, that was really exciting. Uh, I spend more time traveling than I do actually in there. It takes 20 minutes. I'm in, I'm out. And I was hoping that they were going to um, sign me off because they yeah. did say that after five years they might. But no, I've got another appointment next year. Oh, 
But never mind. Um, they don't appear to have changed, though. That's what surprises me. Okay. So five years, nothing's changed, but maybe they just like me going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like my trip out. Yeah. Did you have a little wander around? Because Moorfield is quite nice um, around that way, isn't it? Yeah, but in the dark, it's not a great... Oh, okay. <laughs> They're always evening appointments. Oh. So I, I pretty much go up there. Actually, next time, I might go up earlier in the day. Yeah. Have yeah. some time up there. Because I'm never, I'm never organised enough to make sure I've got like half a day free or something. Yeah, yeah. So I think this time next year, oh, it's on Valentine's Day. So I could what, go up and have year? a Valentine's lunch with myself. <laughs> <laughs> can treat yourself to the perfect day I can treat myself. yeah <laughs> go for a pamper day up in london <laughs> um then, then pump oh, your eyes yeah <laughs> then um we i went with my family to the tp restaurant in yalding okay um it's it's the gardens at yalding so it's a wedding venue but during the winter months they obviously weddings die down so they then open it as a restaurant okay and so it's obviously it's in a tent and you it's it was really nice it was one of the best meals i've had i think but they use all seasonal veg and everything oh everything that's in season um even though you're in a in a tent it's really warm in there really warm yeah um but it is just it was just so nice. The food was delicious. And they so they close it on the nineteenth of this month of March. Nineteenth okay. of March. It closes. Then it goes back over to wedding. Okay. Until so it's just like the end of their next winter. Year. I think Yeah. Venture. I think it's like October uh, end of October, November time they start okay. doing the restaurant. But it's only open uh Friday, Saturday, Sundays. Mm. So we went Saturday afternoon and there was hardly anyone in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really nice really nice okay nice. um been doing some wedding consultations i've had i had some half-term fun <laughs> took yeah. my daughter took my daughter and her friend down to the same place that i went to to do stained glass oh and she so she they were doing um making birds yeah just what, out of bits of off cuts of glass yeah, yeah i'll say i'll send you some pictures over but you've reminded me of something we, Oh, I'll, I'll tell you about uh, it so after. anyway, so there's myself and my mate turn up thinking that we will just leave the two girls to do their class and we'll go into the cafe, which is part of the part of the place. We'll chat yeah. while they're in there. Yeah. So anyway, we turned up, turns out that there was no one else on the class at all, <laughs> apart from these two. And yeah. then she said, because she obviously she knew me from the last time. It must have been me burning sponges that really, you know, yeah, was in I was her like, mind. Oh, her again, the fire starter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she was like, do you, do you guys want to join us? So I'm like, oh, okay. Can't miss up an opportunity. Yeah. Um, but, she, but she said she wouldn't expect, like, you know, parents to come along and was it not. Was children's half-term one? Yeah, it, it was. Um... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it was really nice. It was really fun. And um, they made some lovely things. So we did that. Um, I've been to the I've been to the panic room again. Mm-hmm. Uh, with um, how many of this? Four friends. Oh, my life. We went to the over 18s. 
not sure how much graphic information <laughs> that you actually need on the over 18s panic room but suffice to say there was a lot of dildos and thongs and <laughs> um lady in a gimp mask and <laughs> okay <laughs> i wasn't sure what i was expecting but it was interesting the, i think yeah. the most interesting part is where one of uh one of the girls that we were with so they gave us torches because you needed to see things yeah <laughs> so but she kept pointing a pink dildo in, in instead of the torch <laughs> why she couldn't get any lights <laughs> but she wouldn't put this pink thing down <laughs> she kept putting it under her arm and walking around with it, trying to shine a light anyways that was fun <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and and then I went to I did the Heaver Castle showcase again. Oh, uh, which was, was fun. It was good actually. I did. Um, they moved me two days before, yeah, which was a bit of a pain. Uh, only on the basis that I was prepping for a big table in the pavilion where I'm usually set up. Yeah. Um, to a smaller venue um, in the castle. Well, no, it was in the Tudor suite. So it's okay. one of the areas where you can get married. I think there's three areas. One is the Tudor suite, one is actually in the castle, and one is in the pavilion. Yeah. pavilion is by far the biggest. You can have a, a lot of people to evening and to sit down meals and stuff. Um, the Tudor suite takes about 40 people, but when everyone comes in, they have to book in and their first port of call is coming into the Tudor suite. So you get to see everybody. Okay. But the only the only problem was there was like everybody must have got up and gone, oh, let's go to Heaver Castle. And then we go for the rest of the day because <laughs> they all came in between, I don't know, say 12 o'clock and 1.30. It was absolutely heaving. And yeah. you didn't know, you couldn't stop talking. You know, you had to keep talking. I don't know. And a lot, obviously, a lot of people you didn't get to talk to because you're already talking. You're, you're obviously only one person you can talk to. So, yeah. uh, and then it completely died down. No, oh, that's weird. Okay, absolutely. I weird. suppose if you're right but at the entrance, good. everyone comes early, and then that's yeah. it. Whereas later on, you might have people like milling around, but they don't tend to mill yeah. around back at the entrance, do they? No, but they have to come back. Well, I think a lot of them come back through that way. Um, okay. But yeah, you know, but I mean, a lot of them were, they're they're looking at 2024, 2025 now. Yeah. Wow. It's a long way off. Some of them, some of them. Yeah. But yeah, Yeah. no, it was, it was good though. But I I got to meet some nice people. Yeah. Uh, Some nice, some nice suppliers and um, they were really friendly actually. And, um, And some lovely couples. So that was good. Uh, obviously, yeah. we went to see Sammy and Bronya, and my dog got a yep. day out. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's what I've been up to. Oh, well, you're talking mm-hmm. birds. You know how when I said, "Oh, hang on, I've got something to show you," let yeah. me go and get it because we you're recording this with video for the first time. And um, so I forgot to mention, I've done a needle felting course. Did you? Online. Yeah, so I've signed up to, it was kind of what I was looking for. You know the um, the dog, the woman who made the dogs we were looking at? Yes. And I wanted to see, I kind of fancied having a go. Um, yeah. So I've had a look online and I found this woman called Birdie and Blossom 
and she does a needle felting like course online and it looks pretty good um yeah. the only thing is you've got to sign up it's a subscription so the minimum you could sign up for is three months and okay. she sends you a kit once a month and it's got everything you need in it like complete from beginners have no equipment kit so all the tools that you need all of the wool that you need uh, yeah. all the templates are printed out literally everything's in it and then she adds you to a Facebook group and she'll put up videos of like step by step and they're all in pretty much real time. There's a couple yeah. of like Zoom Q&As and like loads of like inspiration pictures as well. So it's broken down. It's basically a month long project broken down into lots of different steps. And each of the ste- each of the videos is about an hour. And I think there's probably about seven or eight in the last month's one. Uh, so last month I made a kingfisher. This month yeah. I'm making a whale. I haven't made much of the whale yet. Do you want to see my kingfisher? Mm. Oh my god, wow. I have to say, my camera thing is really fuzzy. I know you said I was really fuzzy. So what I can see of that looks amazing. I can see me quite clearly, so hopefully you can you? I can see me quite clearly, but but you look very pixelated. Oh I've um put him on a little I'll say a bench is not a bench, it's a bit of wood. (laughs) Oh wow. How long did that take you? Uh I think that was probably about eight to ten hours in total. Wow. I'm really pleased. Oh, that with looks it. really good, that's even if it's fuzzy. Bit. Looks really good. Yeah. Send me a photo. Send me a photo. Bit. I'll send you a photo. That's the first yeah. bit of needle felting that I have uh, done before, and I, I'm enjoying the whale. And it includes making the armature as well. So it's like literally from, really? from scratch. Yeah, yeah, completely oh, wow. from scratch. Oh, you have uh, to send me the details over because I might like to have a go. Yeah, it's really good. As I said the minimum subscription is three months, and it's. I think three months was £180, but you can pause your subscription, so it doesn't have to be three consecutive months. You can kind of do, you know, a oh, month okay. and go, oh, I'm going to skip this one, I'm going to come back next month. But um, like the year's worth of projects is out, so you can see what's coming up. I really want to do the polar bears near Christmas. They look amazing. She's got oh, some wow. really lovely Oh, that's really quite exciting. Stuff planned. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I would fancy something like that. Yeah, the lady's called Tracy Turner, and it's Birdie and Blossom, if you fancy having a look. But at the moment, we're making a whale. So I've just started on that. So my kit arrived, I think, about two days ago. And um, I've cut out my felt. This one hasn't got a wire arch armature. It's got a felt one. I've cut out the felt, and I've done a little bit of the tail. But yeah, very exciting. That's quite exciting. I'm very pleased I found it, because it's the nicest, most interesting needle felting thing I've found. A lot of them have been a bit basic. I don't like saying that, but <laughs> a bit yeah. boring. No, I know and what you mean, This is though. not boring. This is, like, really, really interesting. <laughs> oh. uh, so, so what have you found that is new? <laughs> um, so I have found um, Amelie's Kitchen Stencils. She's on mm. Instagram. Um, and she has got some new... Um, New stencils. It took me a while to actually work out what they were. Yeah. Um, But when we found her website and I went back into her Instagram page, um, I kind of put two and two together and just worked it out. Daniel Detective work. Quite helpful. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes it is. I just want something that says on the website, new. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's just, it's so hard to find sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, actually. Oh. Excuse my um reel. It's the, <laughs> I just clicked on a reel and it just started. Um, actually, <laughs> what I took was um as a photo, 
actually was showing her the stencil. So what it is, it's, I'm going to say, oh, trying to work out what flowers they are. They're quite generic flowers, some of them, um, and foliage. But it's stencil that goes up the cake and it can go up four tiers. So you basically, you buy each stencil for each tier and you match them up. Okay. And then you have um, like stems going up, going up the cake of, of flowers and foliage. Yeah, it's a um, bit kind of a bit cottage gardeny, isn't it? A bit of sort of roses and wheat and yeah. She calls it evergreen. Yeah, she calls it evergreen stencil part. So, so the bottom part. Oh, hold on. Sorry, I'm being a bit. No, I've just gone into it. So the full three-tier evergreen stencil is made up of three separate stencils, which can be used alone or combined to climb up your tiered cake design. The stencil area of the bottom is 187.5 millimetres wide, 156.5 millimetres high. The stencil of the middle is 181 by 154 and the top 97 by 145. Made in the UK, hurrah! uh mm. food safe yes um and for the full stencil it is 25 pounds now that's not bad but my only reservations about this would be if you're if you want to use the full design and yep. your cake is not as tall as those tiers you're going to have nightmares trying to start a stencil in the middle of a tier and line it up in the right place yes I mean, you could do it. Like you'd have to like masking tape off the top, and then masking tape off yeah, the bottom. Yeah, because of it the next all one. it all does. Yeah, I'm just. It all I'm sort of flows into each other as one design, doesn't it? Yeah. But if your tiers are not the right height, it's going to be very time consuming to try and get it done properly. And I feel like that's probably a pretty last step on a cake, and mucking it up at that point could be. Um, quite costly <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> well I guess I guess that you if you want to go down this route you are going to have to purchase the stencil beforehand and make yeah. your cakes to that size yeah I'd say so uh, because otherwise it's going to look a bit odd isn't it as you say hmm. actually she's so. got some really nice um I'm just looking at some of her other stencils yeah, I think we've looked at her before. There are some yeah. really very nice ones, and they're really very reasonable, aren't they? Yeah, I actually quite like um, I quite I like a stencil. I just don't get mm. to do them very often. Yeah, and I, I like a stencil. Say, they're my weakness. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? I think it's practice, though, isn't it? That's putting them. No, up no, my weakness has it in purchasing. Oh, I have a purchase, whole really? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, they yeah. are. But they are nice. Yeah. Do you know what? I've got a couple of stencils I've not even used and I really, really want to. And I really, really, yeah. that, that needs to go on my to do, must do list. Either must. put them in your classes or make a cake dummy up with them. Well, I keep, <laughs> that's always been on the cards of what yeah. I'm supposed to be doing. Well, can you do it? <laughs> can you do it on like the cake board of a cake that you've already got or something? Hmm, possibly. Possibly, but I think that the ones that I've got are ones that either go around the top of the tier and kind of drape down. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So I might have yeah, to do it on mean. a dummy. Yeah. Um, but what I don't want, the only problem with doing it in a class is that you'd all want to use, you, people wouldn't want to buy. No. 
the same that no. stencil. Yeah, yeah. So it'd either be a case of one stencil has to go around everybody, mm. but then that's you've got to wash it and dry it in between because it'll just crust over. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It needs to be another Heaver Castle dummy cake, I think. Yeah, I think so. Then you can use it loads because everyone will order it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the trouble is, I have so many kind of, I really want to try that technique and I really want to do that and I really yeah, want to do that. Yeah. And the only time that I can really do that is just putting them on a dummy to do. So <laughs> I've got a huge list of really want to do's. Um, but you can't afford to keep doing dummy cakes so no. often. No. So, so we'll work on that. what goes together and what's top of your list. Yeah, it's terrible, isn't it? Um, and so the other thing that I had was a, a sweet stamp by hmm. Amy Cakes, um, which was new halo sprinkles. Now I'm going to try and find her website because they were Pearl, Luxie Pearl. I'm not a huge uh, sprinkle person. Are you? No. Mm. No. So I'm not. I kind of. Um, oh, I found them. They're very pretty. I'm getting there. Yeah. So they're not by Amy Cakes. Halo Sprinkles is the the brand, isn't it? It's the brand. Yeah. She's just stocking them, I think. Yeah. Uh, They're very pretty. They look all like gemstone y and sort of. Yes. Aladdin y, mysterious sort of colours. It's like a turquoise, a fuchsia y pink, a nice strong purple with some lighter purples in there and a little bit of gold. Yeah, they are really pretty. Mm. I just don't use sprinkles, though. No, I don't. And I've bought I'm not the a huge tiniest fan. packets. No, I've bought the tiniest packets you can possibly buy, and I still have a ton left. And mm. also, they're regularly not vegetarian either. Yeah. So these ones have got fish and bovine gelatin in them. Nice. And beeswax. And nice. beeswax and shellac. So definitely Perfect. not vegetarian, absolutely no. not vegan. Um, but yeah, no. quite pretty there. Actually, I've got to find, I've, I need to find some just, uh, oh, I can't remember they're white or ivory. Do you know what you're saying? I find it incredibly hard to just get plain ones now. Oh, really? Yeah. I feel yeah. like that's the kind of thing local cake shops. Trouble is the local cake shop's not there anymore. Boom, boom. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, these ones, it's like you can get 125 grams for yes. €8.50 or 210 grams mm. for €14.90. Oh, okay. Well, they've got lots of different ones, actually. There's some different prices to so go through. Yeah. Go through and have a look. Yeah. There's only nine pages of sprinkles. Wowza. This is what I hate about buying sprinkles. There's just too many pages I to know. look through. I can't bear it. <laughs> oh, actually, there's one that I quite like. It's called Sea Glass. That's just all mm. kind of blues and pale blues and lilacs and purples and pinks looks quite pretty okay nice i mean i wouldn't use it so what have you got then erica i am going to start with the ones that are on our email so wilton i'm not sure these are new but neither of us have seen them before they've got these versatiles and they're quite it says they're multi-purpose tools are a great way to save time and money an essential addition to any busy baker's (laughs) kit now I don't quite see them like that. I see them more as you don't have any baking stuff and you want to buy some, so you buy something mm-hmm. that does twice as much. Um, there is a spread and scoop <laughs> spoonula, which is basically 
all of these things seem to be like turquoise and either yeah. clear or grey. And it's basically a transparent wide spatula that seems to be made of silicon. So you can use the handle of it as a spatula and the other end of it is a scoop. Um, there's also a Versaport, sorry, Versatile's measure and pour bowl. I think this is just a measuring bowl. <laughs> sorry, I, I just find them absolutely hilarious. I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything useful yeah. about these. <laughs> no, I can't. Like the measuring bowl, it's got, looks like a spout on one side that you can block up should you yes. need to use it as a bowl. Um, no. Is that of benefit? Do we not Do you know just what? own a jug? And it's, and it's 16 quid. It. Yeah. 16 quid, yeah. And there's and the spoonula thing was 9.45. I mean, I could buy a spoon and a spatula yeah. for a couple of quid. Um, Versatile's squeeze and pour spatula. And this is, a, it looks like a silicon spatula that's quite wide. So you can scoop with it and then squeeze the sides together and it becomes um, like a U-shape at the end. So you can sort of direct where you're pouring. Potentially could be useful. Could you just not use a spoon? <laughs> Squeeze and pour. Is that the one or... you're on? <laughs> it just looks so messy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's yeah, it looks incredibly messy in all the pictures. Uh, Seven pound yeah. forty nine for that. Sorry, Wilton, um, but I think these are pants. I really a measure do. and pour spoon. I, I'm not sure it's that useful, if I'm honest. And they've got a, a lifter, which again just looks massively impractical. Yes. It's um, you can it's a cake lifter. But instead of having a handle, it's got like half a corner that you hold that's, that's like so you can store stuff scoop. in it. So then you can also use it as a scoop. But quite how you'd scoop anything with it when you've got a no. great lifter attached to it. I don't know what you'd be getting you'd that have into. have to use a scoop to put it in to the scoop. To scoop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't quite get. I mean, unless you're talking like industrial sized bags that you could fit the whole thing in. But certainly not for a home kitchen. And then they suggest using it as a chopper as well because it's got a blade on the end. I I'll mean, just use a knife and a tenner, I'm I'll not... use a spoon and yeah. I'll use my palette knife. That's what I've yeah. I'm not sold on these. I feel like this is yeah. a very bizarre and... set of releases. <laughs> and the, um, you can imagine that the <laughs> that what the the size of the cake that they're scooping is probably about four inches or something. <laughs> yeah it doesn't look big doesn't look big at all and all these double-ended things we were both saying was like well you do yeah, both ends of it and then be covered so it's just uh, yeah wasted not not for us i'm afraid don't like nope might be for you not for us um what else have we got what else was in our um, email bridget's bridget's cake room oh yes yeah nope. i've not heard of them before so these are being stopped by cake staff uh, and there's a reusable easy cake tin liner and there's also a chocolate biscuit cake liner. Now, these seem to be the same sort of thing as the ganashing kits that were from, it, yeah. was it Amy Cakes? So you get like the plastic wrap around that sort of lines the tin, you put the cake inside it and then you squeeze mm-hmm. the ganache around the outside. They're doing that sort of thing. Um which I'm kind of surprised someone's doing something that's so similar, but there we go. The six-inch round ganashing tin liner is £23.39. The eight-inch round ganashing tin liner kit is £25. The RRPs on them are a couple of pounds more expensive. Good God. You can, sorry, you can get a square ganashing tin liner. It doesn't say, 
RRP £69.99. Right. £70. It's a bargain at £49.49. <laughs> says create three different sized cakes with Six, one seven, and eight. I would hope so for that much money. Apparently. Yeah. It is. It's, it's a lot, isn't it? Um, yeah. Pass <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're on a roll today. <laughs> We are, we are. Uh, Evil Cake Genius have got some edible oh, ribbons. Yes, I've seen those. And these come on rolls, which is unusual for edible ribbon, because I feel like normally they'd come in some sort of... Yeah, a bit like an edible print type thing, isn't it? That you'd, you'd think they'd just be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But these come in different widths. You can get narrow, you can get wide, and they come on like a ribbon spool like you'd expect. And I don't honestly really know what they're made of, to be honest, but they seem to look like ribbon, yeah. and they seem to perform a bit like ribbon as well. So I guess these are for like round the base of your cake. They've shown doing um, designs with them. So kind of a geometric type pattern they've done with them, which looks quite pretty. It says jumbo 26 foot wow. roll. That is big. Uh, it's got the ingredients, but from the ingredients, I couldn't possibly tell you what it's like because I don't really know. Um, I'd imagine you attach it with water, but it doesn't really say. It says it has enough body to hold its shape for making horizontal bands and stripes, cuts easily and has a great neutral flavour, holds up under refrigeration and holds its shape easily. No need to dry pieces around forms. Uh, the wide one is three quarters of an inch wide. It is 26 foot jumbo roll and it is $16.99. It's not bad no. that much, is it? Or for $13.99, you can get the narrow one, which is... Again, 26 foot long and three-eighths of an inch wide. And there's a number of colours it comes in. There's loads of them. It's sparkly as well, isn't it? Yeah, there's glittery ones. Oh, sorry, not yeah. glittery, metallic. Oh, there, are, there are glitter ones. I would imagine the glitter ones are not food suitable for the UK. Quite possibly. Yeah. Part, <laughs> <laughs> part of the ingredients. Coating agent, metallized polyvinyl oh. chloride. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's definitely not. <laughs> definitely not a food safe over here. Bit of metal and PVC mm. in the ribbon. Just stick to regular ribbon if you want that. But the uh, the regular ones, they seem quite they different are, actually, they? and they seem they don't seem too chunky. Mm. Yeah, and they say they're quite sturdy as well. So that'd be interesting to. Yeah, they seem to be. They've got them in like the little loops. You know, where you you um, yes. use scissors to. Yeah. Kind of ribbon, they've got them in little loops like that. Yeah, interesting. Different, nice. at least there's something different on the market. Yeah, definitely. Makes change. Yes, yes. We have another release yes. from Karen Davis, and Do I really like this one actually. This is the yeah, I think it looks mm. really nice. I think it's something that you could get a fair amount of use out of. Palette knife petals, so it's a little round mold, and it has got oh wow. Two large petals, so one's a large single petal and one's a double petal. And then you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven further, I guess, leaf or petal shapes um, that get slightly smaller in size. I think they look really nice. They've got a lot of pictures. They've got some of them on cupcakes. They've got some of them um, on larger cakes. I think for people who like the look of palette knife painting but are not very good at it. Yeah, I just think that it's a lot of paste. I, I think, I think that by the time I've, I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of it, but purely because I think that yeah, by the time you've squidged your paste into the mould, taken it out and stuck it on, 
And by the time you've done that, to whip up a bit of buttercream and do the same technique, I think would be a darn sight quicker. Yeah, but it's getting it to look good. I think I think if you're no good at it, yeah, or if you don't have I'd any buttercream, still butter want cream, to. Um, but it's yeah, fourteen pounds. I, I think I'd still want to. I think I could see it yeah. having use for other things, but I just think that okay. technique. To me, that just seems a lot of paste. So you're already covering your cake and then you're putting great big chunks of more paste on top. Yeah, they are they are quite chunky bits, but look, they're quite hefty. They're yeah. not um yeah. it's not things, yeah. But, it's not one yeah. of my favourites of hers. I quite like that one. Put that way. But Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> this I do like. This is from Avalon Yarns Cake School. She's got a new tutorial out. So if you oh, went yes. to Cake International and you saw they had like a little Halloween walkthrough scary sort of thing. And in there was a woman standing up with <laughs> eyes that moved. And that was Avalon's piece. And she's done a tutorial for introduction to animatronics for cake. And this is eye mechanisms. So if you want to learn about using animatronics in your cake, um, you'll learn behind the scenes of how Beatrice, the pedestal cake with the rolling eyes, was created an overview of the tools, materials and electronics needed, how to approach the engineering process, um, how she built the side-to-side moving eye mechanism, how to make white chocolate eyes, how to paint them, how to build them into your cake, how to make gelatin lenses and so much more. So you can purchase the tutorial individually for $90 or you can become a member of her cake school where you get access for as little as $12.49 a month. Okay, so you can join up... There's quite have you a got? Have that. you got to? Um, have you got to be a member for a certain period of time? It says membership starts as low as twelve dollars forty nine a month. Membership gets you instant access to this tutorial, our entire library of tutorials, recipe bank, cake calculators, and so much more. Cancel any time, and after thirty days of membership, gain points to keep your favourite tutorials forever. Okay, so you could join for a month, watch the tutorial, yes, and then go. Yeah. Yes, but if you do that, then you would not be able to watch the tutorial back once you no longer remember. Whereas if you bought the tutorial, True. you've got it for as long as you want. And if you're tuto- if you're a member for a certain amount of time, you get to save like the points go towards saving right. tutorials that you get right. lifetime access to. So over time, you could acquire this <laughs> tutorial <laughs> to save. Okay, but. Yeah, it's it's whether you're mm. going to use it or not. Really, That's just interesting it? to look at. I mean, yeah, you could. You yeah, could, I was going to say even if you if you wanted to see how it was done, uh, but not yeah, necessarily. Yeah. yeah, join for a month. She's got loads yeah. of really great. I was a member for a little bit, but you know, I no. don't use online stuff, so I've cancelled most of it now. But yeah, she's got some really great tutorials in there. She was the one who had the Isomalt Eyes tutorial oh, yes. that I followed, and she's got some really great ones on hair, oh, hair and hair yes. styling as well. For cakes. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Really, really good. Yeah, so that's Avalon Yarns Cake School. Um, what else have I got? Lissy Lou have got a metal oh, turntable. Yes. It looks really sleek. It looks like a display cake stand, pedestal cake stand. It's in black. And it says professional metal cake decorating turntable. Doubles as a gorgeous cake display stand. This turntable stands at 14 and a half centimetres high. The dimensions are height 14.5 centimetres, length 30.5 centimetres, which 30.5 centimetres. Um, this turntable is also available with a non-slip mat. You've got to purchase this option from the drop-down separately. 
for the turntable itself, um, it is £60 for just the turntable. It's not a tilting one, it's a rotating mm-hmm. pedestal one. And for the turntable and the non-slip mat, it's 65 Okay. I think it looks very smart because I think it would it look... Looks, it looks like a stand, doesn't it? If you're in the market for a yeah. sturdy stand, yeah, I would say this is probably the way to go about it because you'd spend £60 yeah. on the metal... You could spend sixty pound yeah. on a metal cake stand anyway, so you may as well have one that doubles as a turntable. That said, I mean it's metal, but I don't know if I'm careful enough with my stuff to have something that I use as a turntable and then would be good enough condition to use as a display. I feel like I would get dents What's in it it made or of? scratches or something over time. I mean it's metal, but Sam, I'm very clumsy. <laughs> It does. It doesn't say. It just says metal turntable. Okay. But I mean, it's probably steel. But you isn't could it? But, do. But you could, if you're working on your cake on there, you could just like then you leave it there, move it over to the table. Hey presto, well displayed. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Oh yeah. You don't have yeah, to do yeah, anything, do you? You just work on it, finish oh. it. Ta da! <laughs> yeah. 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 If it's one at home. Perfect. Not even. Not even a. Uh, no, Cake board I suppose needed. the other thing is the other, uh, thinking thinking slightly differently for doing something like a a mm. showcase, a wedding fair, and yeah. you had something on something like that. Oh, yeah. You could have a design at the back, and you could turn it. Yeah, you could like... just turn it, couldn't you? So people <laughs> could see it. Yeah, um, and then not. Yeah, that would be yeah, quite. That'd be nice. That'd be quite good. You'd have to keep it out of the way yeah. of children. You'd be like, cool, cool. <laughs> that would only that would only be at the so wedding. Much fun. So if they wanted, the, if they wanted something like that at the wedding, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alternatively, that could become <laughs> part of the uh, part of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, when part they, of the fun. you could have those edible yeah. ribbons all at the top hanging down. You know, like the <laughs> like the. Um, Maypole, <laughs> smack them in the face as they spin around, around, and you decorate yeah. your own cake as you go. <laughs> <A bit excessive. laughs> mm, maybe. <laughs> yeah. You got anything else? I've uh, got one. One last thing. So this feels like a lot, actually. Cakes and Sugar oh, yeah. Craft magazine yeah. is closing. Yeah, it's been around a very long time. Uh, after nearly thirty years, it says this issue is in fact the last one. So Ooh. grab it while it's hot. Has that so, been out already? Been and yeah, gone? Unfortunately, or? Cakes and Sugarcroft magazine. It's been for th- it, no, that was announced um, three days ago. So the second of March that was announced. So that'll be their their current issue when this comes out. It's had a lot to contend with, yeah, hasn't it? Yeah, it's sad. That's the one that Squire's Kitchen used to make, wasn't yeah. it? Cakes and Sugarcroft. That was the one that had a lot of book extracts yeah. in it. It's had it's had a lot of competition though, hasn't it, over the years? It has. It has, but I also feel like people don't really buy print magazines very much anymore. No. I feel like it's a bit of a dying, they don't buy it, dying but thing. Everybody likes a print magazine. I think because mm. I know yeah. I know that our you've probably had it as well. Sugarcraft Guild wants to know how people want to receive their quarterly magazine. And mm. there hasn't been one person that said they'd go digital. Yep. Everybody. Oh, really? is paper copy through the post. So yeah. it's funny, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. It's difficult because I don't, I don't no. buy magazines. But I would not 
it wouldn't occur to me anymore. Yeah. It used to, to go to WH Smith and look, but I think all the stuff that you used to get through looking through a magazine is available yeah. online. All the things that I went to a magazine for is now available mm. in a Google search. I think that's the problem, isn't it? I think that's, you know, years years ago, used to go and get a magazine. Yeah. You know, I would always be going to get... You know, whether it was a, a comic or I don't know whether. Do you remember Smash Hits and Number One Magazine and those? Yes, yes, <laughs> and those kind of things. <laughs> so I love Smash Hits. Trip down memory lane. Yeah. <laughs> but I would always they would be like yeah. my religious purchases. Um, and mm. when I first started, like yeah. Sugarcraft, that magazine would be the magazine that I would go and buy. But I think now. Yeah, that everything but is I, just slowly, slowly all gone online, and I think, as you say, we Google. Yeah, but I think also what you want it for has changed. So whereas before, if I wanted to know how to do something, yes. I would need to sit and read every step of a tutorial. Now I can probably look at a few pictures and go, yeah. "Okay, I know how I'm doing that." So I would, I very rarely read a magazine. I will flick through and look yeah. at the pictures mostly. Yeah, which is exactly what I can do online. It, I don't. Yeah, I do. do. You know what I mean? What I use it for is not really, mm. not available elsewhere. <laughs> Bit of a shame. Anyways, <clears throat> should we move on? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> should we talk about complaints? Yes. Yeah. Yes. What well, a joy, we, eh? I suppose at some point everyone's going to have, well, maybe not, but, you know, there's going to be somebody that wants to complain, whether it's something that you've done wrong or something that they're trying to, you know, maybe try and get some money back or they're just people that like to complain. Or maybe they've misunderstood your what you're offering as your business or your expectations are different to theirs. And so, hence the complaint. I think I think what you say is quite true. I think, actually, if you've got a business, you need to accept hmm. that there will be a complaint at some point. And it's either down to human error or miscommunication or yeah. something that's out of your control. And regardless of which of those three it is, Every single business is going to have a complaint. Like if you run a news agent, Mm. someone's going to complain at some point. If you run a bus company, someone's going to complain. If you work, you know, any any job, there are going to be complaints. It's just knowing how to deal with them. At some point. And it's not necessarily a reflection. Yeah, it's not necessarily a reflection on how good the company is, whether you're worth, you know, whether your business is worth it or anything like that. But I think part and parcel of running a business. When it's you running your business, it's quite hard not to take personally. Because you do, because you put all of your your whole passion and everything that you stand for in that, and you want to send something out, something perfect every time, and then it's not what someone wanted or something's happened to it, just just anything, your heart sinks. It does, but I think part of what you're saying there is quite important is that you said you've put out something perfect. It's like, if you know that it was good enough, then that complaint should not be knocking your confidence. Yes. But I think... You can't you can't give other people the power to decide whether your work's up to scratch or not. Because as the maker, you know whether yeah. it's good enough to go out. And if it wasn't good enough to go yeah. out, you'd have but never But there's always some go. things out of your control. So I had, I had a complaint... Um, in fact, actually, we've had in my in my fifth, seventeen years, I've had three complaints. Mm. Um, the first one, hang on a minute, I've got to write this down because I'll forget it. Um, 
the, <laughs> the first <laughs> one was this enormous um, cake. In fact, actually, I think I've got a photo of it. And if I have, yeah. I'll ping it over to you. And it was it was an eight inch round, but it must have been I want to say at least eight inches tall, something like that. Wow! So like essentially like a big cube. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and on the t- it was hor- it it was a horrible cake, but you know it's what the customer wanted. <laughs> um, actually, yeah. oh no, I lie. Sorry, I've just found it. It was t- it was two tier cake. Both were very deep. Hang on, okay. I'll send it over to you. Both were very deep cakes. Um, there you go. Sent. Uh, with the most ridiculous, tiny, Thank tiny you. little Tinkerbell, plastic Tinkerbell that was on the top. <laughs> Which is like so <laughs> out of proportion. It's, you may yep. as well not be there. <laughs> but she had to be. In fact, you could argue that it's like, you could argue it's life size. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the tiny, tiny little fairy and the massive exactly. cake. <laughs> but she had to stand in the middle of that. That purple bit on top is supposed to be a, like a purple flower she was standing on. The bottom tier was all um, hand-piped over the top. Mm. Anyway, as you can see, it's standing. (laughs) It was standing overnight. Took photos of it. It's standing overnight. The mum came to pick up the cake Mm. and she wanted to put it in her pushchair to take home. Uh. Which I refused <laughs> to let her take it in the pushchair. Yeah. Because um, obviously, you know, it's going to be at like an angle like that. You know, this is not. And we yeah, are talking yeah. uh, July uh, heatwave weather. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, the following day, her partner came along and he carried it all the way home. Stood on their dining room table overnight perfectly. Uh, and then they took it to Maidstone for the party Mm. it was to a it was to a hotel okay it was four days later four days four Mm. days later i had an email with photos of the cake which clearly had like hands (laughs) being kind of like squished into the side of it um yeah. And it was, it had just toppled. It had gone. And every, obviously everything there was perfectly dowed and everything. Um, yeah. So what I think, I'm only guessing, uh, because they, I think they knew that they were wrong, um, which is why it took four days. And I think someone said, oh, give it a go type thing. Um, I think mm. what they'd done is they'd taken it in the car and it was that at that point, that was the hottest day of the year. I think they'd left it in the car while they went yeah. into the hotel to sort out what they needed. Okay. Then they came back to collect the cake. Then I think they carried it at an angle. It had slipped back mm. because the heat <laughs> then, you know, got to yeah. it. They tried to grab it with their hands, completely squashed it. Absolute nightmare. I never got a contact on that day yeah. about that cake at all. If you if if it was something that was my fault, I would expect them to have rung me. It was a Saturday. I would expect them to have rung mm. me. And go, oh my life, yeah. this has just happened. Is there anything you can do? You know, or even if it's, yeah, yeah. How do we? Fix uh, but it? nothing. And then four days later, that so. Um, mm. I kindly explained what I thought might have, 
what well, I thought might have happened. Um, that, because, I mean, they'd, they'd, yeah. it had been standing for at least two nights, three nights, perfectly. Yeah. So, you know, there was nothing wrong with it at all. Um, and I offered them a 20% discount or something on a future cake order. That was my, okay. yeah, never yeah, heard yeah. from them again. <laughs> <laughs> never replied. So that, but they knew that it was, yeah. they were just chancing it. They were just chancing mm. it. So that was my number one. Yeah. God, that sounds terrible, doesn't it? That's my number one. <laughs> my number two was a lady who complained that she thought that her cake was dry. Now, bear okay. in mind that before every cake goes out, we taste it. You know, you're obviously cutting off slithers off yeah, the yeah. top anyway. Um, Which is potentially the driest part of the cake, isn't it, as well? Yeah, I think it's the yummiest part, but, uh, you know, that's me. <laughs> um, and two of us sat down, and because we, we still had the cake crumb from, yeah. from that. So that was a day or so later. We sat down, and both of us ate it and said it was not dry. And it was yeah. still not dry. And this was a few days later. So and the bit that you had hadn't been iced, so no, it would no. have been drier than what would have been inside the cake. Yeah. yeah. So we'd... In hindsight, I regret this because I think we were too nice. And I'd, mm. we offered her a discount or um, a partial refund. And I don't think oh, we okay. should have because we were not wrong. No. Um, but that was that was how we went with that one. Uh, and then the third and final one to date mm. was actually last year. Um, and you will recall this <laughs> because... I did, um, a, it was a wedding cake. Yeah. And I had made Jack and Sally. Oh, uh, yes. The, from Nightmare Before Christmas uh, to go on the top. So what happened was I delivered it. Ah, oh, the venue went nuts. They thought it was fantastic. The photographer mm. thought it was fantastic. The, and the bride was upstairs. The bride's sister came downstairs and she was talking. She goes, oh, that's fantastic. Can I take a photo? So she took a photo and then she took the photo up to her sister. Photos never do cakes justice. And I would, and yeah. now I would never let that happen again. I would say, you know, bring the bride down to see the yeah. cake. Don't. And she came down and she was really upset with the Sally's face. Mm. Um. Well, that's it. The, the sister came back down and she said she's she's not happy. She's not happy with it. Like what you know, when you're put on the spot and you put all that yeah. hard work in. And uh, anyway, I ended up going up to see the bride. I'm like, this is not <laughs> this is not happening. I'm going up there to see her. I want to know exactly what the problem is. I was yeah. like, because you know, there's nothing. I'm setting up at the wedding. And um, she was like, Oh, but the shape face isn't all right. I'm like, do you know how many heads I actually made? <laughs> and and the thing is, if you've got a mould of something, then mm. it will be perfect. Yeah. You're having something that is handmade, um, so it's not going to be identical. You've got yeah. to have allowances because there's no way you can make something that's absolutely identical and perfect like that. However, yeah. it wasn't so If you bad. wanted something identical, then you yeah. should have actually bought a licensed a topper. Yeah. Yeah. No, bought um, a plastic toy. Do you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but it looked like Tinkerbell then on top. Yeah, yeah. 
teeny tiny. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, she came down and saw it and she changed her mind and she said, no, it's fantastic. She... She was obviously having kind of like bridal nerves and whatever else. She came down. She loved it. I got a hug and she was really, really happy. Um, And then following that, I ended up with a text from her fiance, then husband, Mm. um, sending his apologies and how much he'd loved it. And he'd never seen a cake like it. Followed by flowers posted to me, followed by more (laughs) follow-ups apologies. (laughs) (laughs) But it, kind of in a way you you just walk out of there and you feel really deflated because you think that you've done a really good job and it looks a lovely cake mm. and then someone just on the base on the back of a photo just knocks it all out of you <laughs> but but the interesting thing about that is you knew you'd done a good job yes and you were the expert yes and she is not an expert in making cakes or modelling. And she's yes. gone, you don't really like it. Yeah. How does that... What? It's not someone you would go to for advice. So you wouldn't go to her for modelling advice and go, is this good enough? How could I make this better? You know, what yeah. techniques would you use for this? Is it possible to do this? You would never ask for her for her advice. So yeah. why do we take their criticism? I know. To heart. To heart, in the same way we would take advice to heart. Because it makes no sense. It doesn't, does it? It doesn't, but you do. But you do. But maybe that's worth I mean, thinking about in the moment, next time you feel like someone sort of slapped you around the, the wind face. out of you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, actually, no. I know this. You don't need to say it to them in these words. But yeah. think, no, actually, I, I know this cake's good enough. Yeah. And I'm the expert well, here. You're not. You, know, you are the client. But yeah. Would you know, I, d- I didn't feel, I didn't feel like that. I didn't feel, deflect. I, there was elements where I kind of like came away and you, you question yourself. Doesn't yeah, It doesn't yeah. seem to matter what you do, you question yourself. Yeah. But I think the best thing I did was going up to see her. Oh God, yeah, I think yeah. The, the worst thing I could have done was just left. Um, yeah. Or try to and, change it without talking to her. Oh God, yeah. I needed her to see it. The thing is, off yeah. the back of a photo, we all know what photos are like. Um, yeah. Off the back of a photo, it just doesn't, you know. I mean, you're talking about somebody with a camera who did a quick snap mm. and then kind of, you know, walked off. And not in any yeah. context at all with the rest of the cake or anything. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, she instantly realised when she came back. But I just wonder whether, you know, kind of nerves of the wedding and all yeah, you know really you never know what's going on in someone's head do you but no no yeah. but i mean she was lovely she was lovely she actually lived only lived around the corner from me yeah <laughs> but um yeah i mean they were absolutely lovely about it afterwards and i thought i didn't think i walked away looking that upset over it to be honest but, <laughs> and i got flowers and a card and a, <laughs> an apology oh, wow. and a, <laughs> yeah I think she felt she felt worse than I did, obviously. Yeah, yeah. About it. Um, but yeah. So what about you? Have you had any complaints? Um, not like that, really. I just think it can be really helpful to kind of meet stuff head on. And if you're not confident, then pretend that you're an employee of the business <laughs> yes. rather than the business. Because yes. if you were working for someone else who'd made the cake, you can kind of approach it with like, 
a clear yes. head rather than a very emotional yes. response. Yeah. So I, what have I had people complain about? I had one cake that went mouldy, but I'd already said to her, I don't think this cake will last as long as you think it's going to. Yeah. And they'd kept it in like a sun lounge. I was like, well, this is uh, after the date I said you should eat it by. So yeah. <laughs> what can what? you do about that? <laughs> I don't know what you think I'm going to do. It's, like it's food. It goes off. You've kept it in the sun yeah. for like two weeks. The date on Ugh. it was seven days in a cool, dry place. So yeah. sorry. You've mm. just kept it longer than than you thought. Yeah, that's a bit... Um, yeah, trying to not take it as a personal slight. Imagine you're an employee. Mm. I think it's quite a good tip. And also, what I when we were preparing for this episode, what I want to do is make a list of every single thing that I think could go wrong and then write next to it what I would be willing to do to remedy that. Like a little offer. risk assessment. Yeah, no, not even a risk assessment. Just like, like an action plan for each one. So okay. if someone says they're not happy with my modelling, what would my response be? What would I offer to do? Would I offer to do anything? Oh, okay. Would I offer yeah. any sort of, you know, come back or not come back, but like yeah, any yeah, sort yeah. of um, reasoning? What would my reasoning be? What would be the steps that I would have taken to make sure that I knew that that was okay? It's like, okay, I asked for a description. Actually, there was something. So it wasn't really a complaint, but it, it could have been. So I was modeling a bride and groom for a wedding cake and mm-hmm. it was a friend of a friend. Um, and I'd never met this couple but my friend was very good friends with them, so I had met them lots of times. And I had to make them, and they wanted the models to look a bit like them. So Mm. I said, can you tell me what they look like and send me a picture? And all I got was pictures of both of them. I got no description. And in this picture they sent through, I I was like, oh, God, I don't know what colour this guy's hair is. Is he blonde? Is he brown? Or is he redhead? I honestly can't tell. And I was asking loads of people, I was like, what colour do you think his hair is? Yeah. And they were like, mm, do you think it's like strawberry blonde? They're like, yeah, I think so. So I made this guy with like strawberry blonde hair because that was yeah. the consensus from everyone. And his hair was brown. I sent a picture to my friend who I got the recommendation of going, yeah. does this look like him? She was like, why have you made him ginger? It's like, well, because that's the picture they sent me. <laughs> he looked ginger <laughs> in the picture. It's like, his hair's brown. I was like, well, it doesn't look like it. And she never yeah. said it. She just sent me a photo that his hair is like an indiscriminate colour. and Because um, they know what colour it is, they just assume. Well, exactly. It's like you need to get it written down. Yeah. Um, so I think in that instance, had they complained, then I would have been partially in the wrong and I would have had to... I mean, it's not something you can't remedy. You can make someone's yeah. hair a different colour quite easily yeah. you just dust it do you know what I mean yeah 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 um so I did I you know I changed the color a bit but she was like she said to her friend like if you'd have got that what would you have done she went oh I think I'd just been too embarrassed to say anything and just not used it really so I don't think yeah I don't think they would have complained because it was like oh well, you can see you've done a nice job on it it's just not him oh my god <laughs> like, well you know and that kind of taught me to be very like belt and braces about it all. Like yeah. you need to tell me exactly what you want in words and a picture. Yeah. yeah. You can't just have one. For names, spell everything. I don't care how simple you think your name is, you're spelling it for me. So I've got exactly the right spelling on your topper. And even if you look at me like I'm some idiot, <laughs> you know, yes. why are you making me spell Johnson? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> yep. just in case. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. And I do just have think... all that and have, have all your... um 
have your reasoning out in front of you. So when it does happen, you can look at it and go, right, did I do that? Did I do that? Did I do that? Yeah, I did. So that yeah. can go either in the email or a text and go, oh, I'm really sorry this has happened. Um, that's really disappointing to hear. Mm. These are the steps that I took to make sure that it wouldn't happen. And this is what I'm, can you provide me with X, Y, Z? Or this is what I'm willing to offer. Or mm. I'm really sorry that happened, but that wasn't what you asked for. Or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you should always, you shouldn't feel like you've got to offer something. No, no. And I don't think you necessarily should feel that you need to apologise either. You can no. acknowledge that they're disappointed and that they're unhappy yeah. without making it sound like you've done something wrong. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, I think, so one of the things that I do, I think in my terms, so in my terms and conditions, I do have a yeah. little thing about complaints and okay. when they've got to be done by, you know, and how yeah, long yeah, time I will turn it around and reply. Yeah. And that kind because of, I think you need time to digest it and to look at it and go through, like you say, go through what has happened and yeah. not reply rashly because in the heat of the moment, you could just yeah. be admitting to something that you didn't do. And yeah, you kind of want to talk to somebody as well. Because I think you it do. can just churn you up inside. You want to talk it through. I think you want to talk it through. But I think the reason you want to talk it through is to get it clear in your head. It's not yes. necessarily to get everyone else's input. Yeah, so I think no. the worst place to talk it through is on social media. Oh, God. Either yes. or, or with other cake makers, to be completely honest. Because what you don't want is all their input on what they do and what they don't do. Because actually you don't necessarily run your business like they do. Yeah. What you want to, you probably want to talk it through with like, almost like a therapist, <laughs> like yeah. some sort of, and not, we need, we need not like, to do with. yeah, cake. yeah, someone who's nothing to do with it. We need like an anonymous cake helpline, some sort of, <laughs> <laughs> just like a listening service for cake makers. You volunteer you can ring up and tell them your vote, <laughs> ring up and tell them your woes, yeah. and they can be like, yeah, okay, and how do you yeah. feel about that? Okay. <laughs> And what did you do about that? <laughs> and just get it all off your chest. Yeah. And like, well, I know what I'm doing now. <laughs> do you know what? When we had the shop, that was exactly what the shop felt like a lot of the time. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> we had a lot of people coming in with problems and, you know, the cake won't go right. Something's wrong or mm. whatever it was. But people yeah. came in and they kind of offloaded. Yeah. I did. I've frequently said we needed to get like a rocker in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> and just have I, a therapy I need session. To, uh, plug my computer in. It's about to go off. One sec. Hang on. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I'm back. <laughs> I'm plugged in. It just came you? up. Right, I have. I had loads of charge. It come up. Your computer's about to switch off. No. Panic. Sort it out. <laughs> Right, I'm back. Oh, <laughs> right, um, where were we? Shop. Therapy sessions in the shop. <laughs> yes, yes, oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's really what the shop was for, therapy sessions. Yeah. So, yeah. And it was a good place to offload because most people were at home with their partners or husbands or wives or whatever it was, and but they didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. They didn't get it. So, yeah, it was a good, it was a good place. Never got any work yeah. done, mind, because everybody was telling us their <laughs> woes. But it was a good, it was a good, you know, a good place to come and chat. Yeah, 
Yeah. And I think if you haven't got anyone to talk to, it can be really helpful to write things down. Mm. Either write them down in like in either note form or like a diary or Mm. like a letter thing. Or even or if writing's not your thing, then leave yourself voice notes. Yeah. Like do a voice note on your phone. Just talk about it. But so that you're not sending it to someone. Do you know what I mean? Because like you say, the worst thing you can do is reply in the heat of the moment with a little oh Yeah. And for me, I think having the steps of like, right this is what I felt like I needed to do. There might be more I need to add to it when the situation comes, but yeah. Are these so what have you got a check- whole, uh, you've got a whole list of like, I don't know, cake falls Scenarios, over. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just kind of make a list of all those sorts of things. What are your considerations? What are the steps that you've taken for each and of those? you only need like to do it once. Yeah, that's what I mean. And it only needs to be bullet points. It doesn't need to be long. And then I think that will make dealing with complaints a lot easier to handle because you've already yeah. got a structure set a out reference guide, haven't that you? you're happy with because you made those decisions with a clear head. Yeah, yeah. And you're Ooh. not just like picking numbers out of the air as to, well, in this situation, oh, I'm going to offer you half your money back. No. Yeah. And I think actually, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, do not go down that route because you'll be broke before you know it. Yeah. You know, yeah. you've put all that work in. And if it's not your fault, then no, yeah. you shouldn't, shouldn't have to offer anything No, back. and like there's also insurance to consider as well. So potentially if someone's mm. got like wedding insurance or, you know, what other insurance they get, yeah. they may well be claiming their money back off of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, and also make sure you've got insurance. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, <laughs> public actually. and product liability insurance. Do you know yes. what? I saw something on social media the other day. I was like, oh, God, this needs to be talked about more. It was about, um, you know, they do like the smash cakes for kids' first birthdays and they like yep. bash up cakes. Yep. Um, it was kind of, it was a post that someone had shared and she's like reposted it from years ago going, oh, God, every time I see a smash cake photo shoot, I think of this. And it was someone who had had their face pushed into a cake. It was not a baby. It was a older child been like you know that you slap a yeah. pie in someone's face had a face put into a cake this cake had a dowel in the middle and my dad had gone through their eye <sighs> into their head oh my god i can't yeah. even say anything <laughs> that is yeah. awful i mean luckily it didn't kill them but it could well have done because <sighs> i mean that could have gone like through your brain couldn't it and i think it did a bit but not like <sighs> To the point where it was beyond repair. Oh my god! Oh, that's yeah. really made me cringe. But you could Why get complaints along those lines. Yes. Yeah. Do Not the person mean? that's like, just put their hand on their heads and shoved them in it. Why? Well, no, but also, like, if you haven't told everyone about the dowels, yes, in your case, and you've used sharp implements, then what? Yeah. Some of that blame lies at your feet. Yeah. God. It's awful. Yeah. So I think part of my wanting to create a list of all the scenarios is also to do with making sure that you're doing all the checks. Yes. So that you've got your procedures are sort of watertight, like your hand say handover procedure. But do you know what I mean? Like these yeah. are these are my steps I go through on a handover. Yeah. This is what your responsibility is, this is what my responsibility is mm. at all these different points. So everyone's expectations are very clear and everyone knows what's gone on. Things will go wrong. You know, that's the, yeah, the way things happen. And sometimes you might skip a step, but if you skip a step, you can go right, you know what? I'm really sorry. I should have done this and I didn't. Yeah. So 
Yes, if you're honest and upfront about it, it, then that's just so much better. If it's going to make an impact on the cake and what their expectations are, then that is so much better. But I tell you what, that's what is quite interesting. You're saying about doing all your checks and stuff. So did you did you realize that? Well, you you probably do um, that your contract is with Mm. the bride and groom, not with the venue. So when yes. you're doing your, so I do all my list of what's in the cake, blah, 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 blah. You take that to the venue. That's yeah. all well and good. But the contract is with the bride and groom. So I always, always email a copy to the bride and groom. Mm-hmm. I tell them that I'm going to email it and it is going to be the day before their wedding because it is the last thing that I have to do. Yeah. But... They've got it and they know about it. Whereas the venue, and we have had a venue that has not taken the list off of us, which is really, oh, really? dumb. Yes. Yeah. Um, and there is another venue in Kent that won't accept it at all because it's with the bride and groom. Yeah. They want to wash their hands of all responsibility, of all. Yeah. Which I think is appalling considering they're the venue and they'll be the ones cutting the cake up. Yeah. But, yeah, it has happened. And and the the venue is right, you know. It's not Mm. a contract between the cake maker and the venue. It's a contract between the cake maker and the bride and groom. Yeah, it's really nothing to do with them. They're just sort of holding it until people eat it, (laughs) (laughs) essentially. And I always... Some of the venues... Like I can email that list yeah. to, but I always, always take a paper copy because, yeah. um, so Heaver Castle like to keep a copy on file of the okay. cake that they've, that, that, that's been there. But that copy, that emailed copy goes in their computerized file. It doesn't go as a paper copy down to the kitchen. Who yeah. are the people that need to know? The chefs yeah. that are working in the kitchen. If anyone's got an if anyone's got an allergy and they query it, they're going to query it with the chefs. Yeah. So they're the ones that need to know. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. That's my pen's worth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's your little therapy session done. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Shall we move on to our ones to watch? Yes. Why not? Why not? Okay. Go on then. You you go. You go. <laughs> okay. My ones to watch this month, I was going to have them last month and then I picked someone else last minute and I've rolled him forward and with good reason. <laughs> this is um, a guy called Josh Gluckstein. So that's on Instagram. His handle is Josh, J-O-S-H Gluckstein, G-L-U-C-K-S-T-E-I-N, artist, A-R-T-I-S-T. And that's all one word. He is a London artist using recycled materials and he makes animals out of cardboard which doesn't mm. sound particularly exciting or until you special, look at them until <laughs> you look at them and it's absolutely flipping amazing yes i i love them i mean most of the animals that he makes lend themselves to being made in a cardboard sort of color so there's rhinos there's lions there's orangutans yeah um that sort of thing that are cardboardy-ish in Elephant. color with a little bit of color yeah there's an elephant he's done though he's done one in just cardboard and he's painted one up oh my god it looks incredible painted up i know but the cardboard ones don't look wrong they just look right yeah they are something else 
They really, really are something else. <laughs> Which I suppose he keeps them all because there's a lot. I imagine a lot of them are in galleries. He's represented Must by be. Wolf Gallery, which is, is it? I don't know, the Wolf Gallery artists use unusual mediums or techniques. They do have some exhibitions. I mean, most artists have a studio, don't they? And I'd imagine a lot of them are commissions rather than just like made for fun. But yeah, there's some that are, like there's a framed picture of a rhino. So it's like a flat background with a, almost like a bas relief side view of a rhino's head. Oh, that's good. Which he sold for rhino relief, raising £2,000. That's lovely. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, but most of them are face-on sculptures. So if you imagine the old style trophy hunting heads. Yes. That, but made in cardboard of yeah. a variety of animals. Have you seen the Peruvian llamas? Yes. They're lovely, aren't they? <laughs> All dressed up. Yeah. Oh, they've got fur on them as well. Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, They're really good. He's so clever. Very, He's very so clever. clever. He's got some videos as well of like the cardboard he uses, and it is literally old cardboard packaging. This is, That's this is like truly recycled, upcycled, all the rest yeah. of it. It's incredible because it's like the, the cheapest, easiest to get hold of material. Everyone's got cardboard, particularly yeah. during lockdown. Everyone had a lot of cardboard. Um, and part of it, I mean, he's got a, an in-progress shot of a chimpanzee. I'm just going to show you this. I don't know if you can see that one. Just he's just about. building on a just bit about. of on a bit of old like side of a cardboard box, and it's been built up using bits of corrugated cardboard that he's just like ripped to pieces and sticking on. It's brilliant. Absolutely so, so amazing. Clever. Yeah, I love it. I really love it. Yeah, they look like anatomically correct they look like real animals rather than cartoons of animals mm. but they're huge and they're made of rubbish materials <laughs> oh yes yeah it's truly amazing truly amazing yeah. so clever so uh, if you want to be inspired i'm sure there's something that this will translate to cake somewhere somewhere along the line but yeah if you just want to be inspired with what you can do with all your old cardboard boxes <laughs> yeah it is though you do feel like you could you know every delivery i'll have a bash yeah i'm saving that gonna make myself pangolin yeah (laughs) he must have all of his friends sending him delivery boxes otherwise he'll be i need another delivery yeah exactly (laughs) but no they're honestly they're absolutely amazing so go and check him out that is josh gluckstein art who have you got sam uh so I have got Angela Pentacakes. So she is A-N-G-E-L-A-P-E-N-T-A Cakes, C-A-K-E-S. And she is a lady from Italy. And that is all that she puts on there about herself. Um, But I just love the the detail on all her little models she does. I love the colours that she uses. They're quite... I want to say muted, kind of, they're not in your face colours. She's, there's a lot of mood. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, in her cake. It does cakes. feel very Italian, doesn't it? It does. It does. It has got some absolutely, it's got, she's got some gorgeous work on here. Uh, but I particularly like her characters. Um, she's got, she's done obviously one at Christmas, the Nutcracker. And just the work on the mice and 
the nutcracker himself um i love her flying dutchman cake that i've literally got like goosebumps it's that good <laughs> yeah perfect it's aren't they? incredible yeah it's like a three-tiered yeah. cake with with the um blue cake with a sort of border around the middle tier oh my god it's amazing she's so wonderful so, yeah um her color palette's lovely it's sort of like it's it's like it's old and faded it reminds me yes. of old art but not in yeah. an old-fashioned way yeah it's not it's not um like i say it's got it's quite muted it's almost like it's been doled down but it's got um it's got a real feel a about it yes mm, that a lot of mood it has got a lot of mood and i really really like it um yeah you wouldn't want to cut these cakes at all you would no. just want to sit and look at them and put Not them on at the all. side. So a lot of them are there's a real mixture between sort of what I, like novelty one tier stuff, which is quite yes. possibly birthday, and then three tiered cakes that look more formal but are still yes. quite heavy on the novelty. But it's just a yeah. different, I don't know, mm. different feel to them. But they still, you can tell it's all still hers, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm getting lost in these cakes now. They are, yeah. <laughs> they are fantastic. Um, I highly you know recommend what? you go and check them out. I really like her modelling's good, but I think her setting of the scene is even better. Mm-hmm. It's like a story, like, isn't it, on a cake? Yeah, yeah, it is. It really mm. is. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, I do. It's do very much like her. Thank you, Angela. They're absolutely beautiful cakes. Um, yes. So, yeah. Go and check out Angela Penta Cakes on Instagram. Her name is Angela Penta as well, in case you were wondering. <laughs> I was going to take that as a. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to take that as a given, but <laughs> glad you clarified that one. <laughs> She's only got fifteen and a half thousand followers. Oh, not many of them. <laughs> no, no, I wonder why. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, so I think we must be at the end now. <laughs> I think so. Uh, yeah, even the, even the sun here is starting to die away, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So thanks, everyone, for listening again this month. It's been lovely to have you with us. And if you'd like to give us a review anywhere, please do. Uh, you'll find us on all your usual places. You'll download uh, your podcast from. Indeed. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at the Sugarcraft Junkies, where we'll be posting some pictures of things that we've mentioned this episode. And if you want to buy one of our T-shirts, then the links are in our bio on Instagram as well. You can click through to our little shops. And we'll be back on the 13th of April with a very special third birthday episode. Woo! <laughs> so we'll speak Fingers to you crossed. then. <laughs> Bye!